0: Welcome back, everyone. Milk Bucket Episode Forty Four. We got me, we got Aaron, yes, and we got Chris.
1: Hello, chaps.
0: Basil was uh, Basil had to take a flight. You know, the last minute thing to Phuket. It was a, <laughs> a two for one deal at his favorite store. We don't favorite need to go store.
2: And... What kind of store is that?
0: Well, look, it's a store with points. Points. <laughs> um, yeah, you it's know, Qantas system. points, uh, penis points. You know, ah, that kind, kind of, of points. Of, yeah. Course. Yeah. of course, of course. This is one of those stores. They do take Amex, apparently. They do. Yeah. Wow. Okay. High class. Uh, Store, look, lads. Before we get into the fun and the shenanigans, I have an issue. Oh yeah. Last week I was with a girl, right? Yep. And we're getting hot and hot and dirty. Okay. The hot and bother was starting, and I just couldn't perform. And I'm, I'm, you know, she started looking at me like you're a loser. You know, you shouldn't be alive. Like all this crazy shit. And I'm just thinking like, what can I do? How can I fix this relationship with this this female? You know. Have you tried Bluetooth? All right, that's not the right sponsor, all right? <laughs> Have you tried puppy cases? Wait, what are, What are puppy cases? Puppy cases? Wait, are they, what are they, like biodegradable cases or something like that? They sure are. Wait, you're having No a lo- way. Wait, can you get, like, pictures of, you know, local
1: artists of, like, trees or- I think you can. I think you can. What? This is your lucky day.
0: Chris, are you trying to tell me that there used to be a 10% discount, but now it's been bumped up to 20 whole percent?
1: Yes, I am. What the
0: actual (laughs) fuck? (laughs) James, you pitched them with trees. (laughs) Hey, that's some pretty trees.
2: (laughs) they have better pictures than that.
0: Just because you like the aircraft one doesn't mean I can't like the trees one.
2: Guys, everyone go check out Puppy Cases. They have a brilliant aircraft case. That's all I'll say.
0: It's really sweet. And they've also got Valentine's Day's options. So if you're like me and can't keep an erection to save your life, (laughs) buy your girl a puppy case and fingers crossed she'll stay with you. And (laughs) all your problems will be solved. Exactly. Fucking 20% off, link down below. Go hit it up.
2: It is a nice case. You know why? Why Uh, Just getting a girl a case in general. Because girls always have the most cracked phones.
0: Bro, it's actually
2: ridiculous. It is their personality trait. I, I, <laughs> I feel <Right>? like
0: <laughs> finding a girl without a cracked phone is like finding a, a leprechaun. I know. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Absolutely. And I want to emphasize, it, girl, once you become women, yeah, it, yeah. it can get different. And it's, obviously yeah, there are blokes who break their phones as well. But I've just, the amount of iPhone fucking 10s I've seen with just shattered screens and girls are still pretending like they work. You know what <laughs> I mean? You've got to like be balancing upside down in order for the gyroscope to not flicking around because- it got beat up so many times, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Do you know why? Why is that? It's because it's iPhone. Yeah. And I am an iPhone person.
2: I love iPhone way more than Android. But That is true. Aaron, so Aaron is
0: bad at, yeah, um, bad at I'm
2: tech. I'm with you, Aaron. I'm with you. You're with me? Okay, yeah. so Chris is an iPhone boy as well. I know we've had this debate before, but what we don't know is in Fiji, Baz and I spoke to Americans. Now, remember, I said that in America, everyone uses iPhone because iMessage is the primary, primary yes. communication tool. Now, these people agreed with me. I actually think they sent you a Facebook video of them saying they use iMessage. Now, do you remember this?
0: Well, I, 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 before we get into that, okay. um, I just want to counteract something. Chris, you're a very analytical man. You, you understand you. the way the world works. Where would you list anecdotes on uh, usefulness <laughs> of resources? Because I would say an anecdote from two fucking pescatarians on a beach in Fiji <laughs> might be the worst sort of research, especially considering a couple of months ago, I hit you with the... Fucking like sixty percent of people are using Android, which means only forty percent of the fucking people could possibly never use yes, uh, anything right. else. And just to clarify, your, your, you and Basil were saying that no, through our in-depth research. Yes. Speaking to a few Americans. <laughs> We now have drawn the conclusion that they only use iMessage, which means you'll never be part of a group chat. Yet, Instagram <laughs> messaging and Facebook messaging were still higher ranked than iMessage on fucking total use in America. Okay, but we all know. So, in- Aaron, where's
2: the facts gone? We all know Instagram Messenger is terrible, first of all, for like a group chat situation. Facebook Messenger clearly takes the lead there. But, it, okay, so maybe it is an anecdotal experience, but we've got to also think that the majority of Americans, I would say, are. Or that like not <laughs> like not not poor, but like they're not maybe they can't afford iPhones. But the ones that you they don't need. have as much disposable income as Disposable us. income, thank you. That's the word I was looking for. So that could potentially be the reason that 60% use Android. Aaron. But
1: to answer the question, anecdotes of strangers on beaches should be taken as word of God thank and all life decisions should be made based yes. on those maybe slightly intoxicated conversations. Yes, Chris.
0: Chris, <laughs> I hate to be the one who told you this because you might be biting your own words, but those two Americans actually said Ronald Reagan was the worst president of all time. Please, let's so not get
3: into politics. Where are we going with this, okay, Chris? Okay, okay. Do we Let, take it as word of God? I
1: don't think
0: they were Americans. <laughs> <laughs> also, Aaron, yes. if we were to use uh, anecdotes uh, as okay. evidence, and this might have to get cut out. Okay. That's for the editor to decide. <laughs> if that was the case, then when three boys walk into a ladyboy bar, <laughs> one would 100% love it, so much, one would feel uncomfortable that he kind of liked it, and one would want to kill himself. <laughs> so, is that to say that, that that should be spread across all men throughout
2: all of All room? right, let's move on from that anecdote, because that, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about there. But, speaking of Thailand, we should probably address the elephant in the room. So, Baz isn't here today. He is camping with someone that, uh, a, a lady, a lady, well, which is- um, yeah, lady or lady boy? We have with to clarify here because it's female. With a female. Yes. So my question to you guys is: What it, first of all, what's your thoughts on camping? Second of all, thoughts on camping with a girl?
0: Camping is a lot of fun, but reality is you got to be about it. If if camping, if fucking stepping outside and getting your feet dirty is something you're not a fan of, if you're not a fan of ice cold fucking like rivers next to fucking uh, like massive cliffs or some shit, so it's like just a little bit scary and fucking freezing. Uh-huh. If you're not a fan of this, don't go camping. Okay. It's not built for you. Now, apparently this girl's down, down for it, so it's different. Okay. okay, But it is one of those things where it's like, it's like uh, if you ever go, like going hiking with a girl, you better know she's gone on a hike before. Otherwise you'll get 15 minutes up and she'll start complaining, I'm hot, <laughs> my
1: feet hurt. Can I have more water? You know what I mean? And then she'll pass out and then you both die.
0: Yeah. You both die. (laughs) Yeah. That's. (laughs) I mean, you know what I mean? Like, and not to put, there are plenty of guys who nag out there, but like just maybe through my own experience, what I've been dealing with fucking females in the past. Anecdotal. Exactly. (laughs) And that's why I'm not going to put it up for the UN and say like females (laughs) shouldn't be allowed on hiking tracks. (laughs) But it, it does, you just have a high percentage of just like, Nagging while it's going on, and it just doesn't seem like the trip to risk taking a girl there. You know what I mean? I
1: love it. You love it. I love it, but I would only go with a girl if I knew that she was one hundred percent game. I think, yeah, as, yeah, as I in, like, there's no tantrums about where do I plug in my hair straightener, uh. <laughs> where, where's the toilet, any of this. Okay. She has to be one hundred percent down for it. I will dig the hole, but she has to be okay with it. So, Chris,
2: <laughs> you're you're quite a fancy man. You're very sophisticated. Oh. You oh. like you like nice oh. things. My question is, when you go camping. Is it glamping? No.
1: I will camp. I will hike and carry my tent. Okay. And I will stay in a five-star hotel. Nothing <laughs> in between. <laughs> nothing no. in Oh, it's just one way or the there, other. There's no seedy motels. I will ca- pitch a tent and camp in the middle of nowhere, or I will stay
0: wherever. It's about the intention. If you're going there to have a fucking glamorous time, it better be glamorous. And yeah. if you're going there and you're expecting it to be a bit slummy, yeah. that's part of it. You exactly. I exactly.
3: Mean?
2: See, I feel very uh, emasculated because I'm the only guy here that's it seems like I, that doesn't like camping. But you do have a valid reason. Not yes. for every holiday though. Oh, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of, people, of who, people who that's
1: people. the only holiday that they go on. No, 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 that's not me. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> we're
0: not fucking Irish travelers where <laughs> in <living> caravans <laughs> going around. Do you know what I mean? I mean, some people would say
2: personality traits.
0: Don't you know about the... I mean, I don't know if gypsy is a slur, but I think it is a slur for the Irish travelers, but gypsies are also like in fucking... room. Romania and like all those other places and stuff. But like, yeah, traveling around caravans is like a big part of gypsy culture, apparently. I have heard that.
1: Caravans I, Caravan should be illegal. <laughs> what? Please <laughs> kind of explain your thought I process. I hate caravans. What are so. you guys talking about? Van li- What do you think of van life, Chris? I'm not about van life. I think <laughs> bro, van life is for... It's for people who have no ambition, bro. I or agree. people <sighs> with no scruples who are using it for other purposes that uh, maybe <laughs> they shouldn't be. <laughs>
2: yeah. I agree to an extent, especially on the uh, ambition part. I think there are a lot of people who aren't, that that are using it for reasons that they should be using it for. They aren't necessarily abusing maybe uh, some drugs or anything of that matter. But I think the idea of doing it temporarily, maybe for like a month, would be really cool. So you get to travel around, go beach to beach, all around the coast of Australia or America, wherever you're from.
0: Aaron, do you have a family like in Queensland or in uh, Melbourne? I do. Oh, okay. uh, Queensland. Yes. Did you fly there as kids or did you drive?
2: Um, I drove for like half my childhood right. before my family had like the money for flights.
0: So you should know then that every coastal town between here in Wollongong and here in Newcastle, at Newcastle and Queensland is practically the same aside from a okay. few. Okay, I get
2: that point, but I think more from the, like the beach aspect of like experiencing different beaches because when you're driving to Queensland, at least from my memory, you're not driving past like glorious beaches or anything,
1: you're going through country towns. Not until you get to far north Queensland, where yeah. it actually gets pretty. Exactly,
0: Chris only finds it pretty because he agrees with Pauline enhance's immigration policy. You know, <laughs> please no <laughs> politics like- on milk bucket. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no politics. <laughs> if allowed. him doubt, kick him out. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Love it,
0: lads. Uh, I wanna, I wanna tell you a joke. Oh, okay. Now it, com- it might possibly be the worst joke of all time. But I had fun writing. Well,
3: they're the best ones. <laughs> and wait,
0: wait. It, was, it was written because I want to introduce a topic. And I thought, rather than just going right into politics, as Aaron doesn't yep. like, let's fucking humor everyone by leading into that.
2: Wait, worst joke of all time, meaning offensive-wise? No, or? no, no,
0: no, no. Just very corny and tacky. Okay, And perfect. you have to know what I'm saying for it to even hit the corny and tacky side. But fuck it. Let's we, have okay. it. Let's we have roll. It. Okay. A Frenchman, an American, and a Russian walk into a bar. The waiter comes over and asks what they're having. The Frenchman, obviously concerned about his figure, orders a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of champagne. Naturally. You know, naturally. The American said, give me your biggest steak cooked in your finest crude oil. <laughs> when the kitchen said they don't stock crude oil, the American laughed, pointed at the Afghani in the corner and said, he'll spot me. <laughs> now, fighting, fighting broke out. You know, there was, uh, there was threats of peacekeeping missions thrown about, you know. Finally, it came to the Russian. He stood up, he slammed his hand down and he said, I'll have Kiev. Now, who here (laughs) has been looking into Russia invading Ukraine? Yep. (laughs) Because the newest Cold War might happen. Aaron, Kiev is a chicken dish and also the capital of Ukraine. Perfect.
2: (laughs) Okay. I was about to say this is getting too geographical for me. (laughs) Now I was feeling uncomfortable. Oh, shit. I love it. But n- nonetheless I'm
0: impressed that you came up with this. Yeah, I was literally just I wrote down in my notes Russia trying to fuck Ukraine question mark, maybe. And yeah, then just I'm expanded like, from there. I'm like, all right, how can I actually introduce this without being an you know, NPR or something? Very like topical that. too. Yeah. Well, the question is, do you guys think it's gonna happen? Because no. I feel like we haven't had a a war with group, like big powers in a long time. And while Russia wasn't what they were during, you know, USSR days, they're still You know, they got enough nukes to start some fucking big shit going on. So, like, how do you guys think it's all going to play out?
1: I think it'll simmer down and sort of peter out. You reckon? I think Russia's a superpower, but the rest of the world would slap sanctions on them so hard, it would be just a massive headache and not worth it. I don't think it's going to happen. That's a very formulated answer.
0: I like it. Yeah, I don't think it would go to a warm war or a hot war, whatever, whatever the opposite of the Cold War is. But, like, yeah, that's a sanction kind of thing. Maybe it could happen. But it, I mean, it's bad, but it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, when, remember when uh, Kim Jong un was threatening to fucking bomb everyone a couple of years back and the stocks dropped? And I'm like, nothing's gonna the fucking stocks happen.
1: I mean, like every two weeks. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> I think it was start of 2020. It was like one oh, of the yeah. fucking other, you know, the start of 2020 where there was like 17 bad things happening at once, you know? Yeah. So, so for people like me who only
2: read business news, can you update everyone on the situation?
0: Well, To be honest with you, (laughs) I've heard that this is happening and I don't exactly know the the reason. Maybe Chris would know, I'm not sure. But I I think that Russia has constantly tried to push its boundaries because after the USSR collapsed, after the Cold War, like they lost a lot of, like Russia's the biggest country, but a lot of it is fucking useless. It's like, you know, Siberian uh, tundra. Okay. Where So most of the population, in the same way Australia, most of the population is around the East Coast. Exactly. Most of the population is around the European side of Russia because it extends from Europe to Asia. Makes sense. So uh, I'm guessing, but potentially they're looking at like, we want our old fucking shit back. But maybe Chris, you have a... I'm not well, sure.
1: exactly. That's been kind of the narrative for decades, I think. And I think occasionally tensions spark up and there's always a risk. And I think at the moment, tensions are high and people are getting nervous. But... Not an expert, don't think it will eventuate in anything.
0: It is interesting when you hear about the new. Okay, I'm curious. If you had to guess, what is the next hot war we'll have? So like actual fighting. Mm,
2: yeah, so no, not like cyber war.
0: Yeah, n- not like uh, like an economic war, like sanctions and stuff, like what happened in the Cold War. Yeah, okay. I think China might be involved. You. Uh, I can imagine China and US back in their sides. like So China's funneling money to some US, kind of like the, the US and Russia back in the day where yeah. they're like funding different wars. But the thing is, US just likes being a part of things, don't they? <laughs> they <laughs> that makes me
1: think freedom. that North Korea might be involved. Oh, yeah. I can imagine that. But, but does it?
2: North Korea actually have like a proper... I know they have an army and stuff, but relative to other...
0: Other countries, they've got like shit all, right? They've, they've got, got like zero population. They've got nukes, but yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't win a war without help from China or, or Russia or like a big exactly. power. Exactly. Well, let me tell you what them.
3: the
1: former uh, Alexander Downer, who I met once, Ooh. told us, who was the former for- foreign minister of Australia. He said that he was on a jet once with Ban Ki-moon, who used to be the head of the UN, and a few other American consulates on this plane. And they were saying casually after a few drinks, listen, if North Korea really posed any kind of real threat to America, would turn that place into a car park. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> so there's no real
2: risk. Also, I want to say the fact that you know this person just shows like your upbringing and your privilege. No, I just happened <laughs> to
1: be at a conference when he was one of the uh, okay, one of the okay. So speakers. this isn't like a family friend that you just no, want to jet with? this well, isn't like the queen. No, it's know? not like yeah. the governor.
2: Yeah, like- I don't know, bro. Wait, don't you have like a boat with like four bedrooms? Yeah,
1: well, apparently, yeah, I've heard.
0: Aaron's just hating because he's new money. I'm his dad just money. bought a boat, so now he's like, oh, look at this old money flexing his fucking contact. <laughs> Bro, he's got more bedrooms. I know Chance boat. the Rapper. <laughs> Aaron <you> who? <laughs> Aaron who?
2: Oh, man. I was about to say you lost to <laughs> Yeah, <for> <laughs> Please don't dox well, talking about your last name, yep. we found
0: out you're Irish this weekend.
2: Yeah, which is interesting. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I was very disappointed. <laughs> James renamed my uh, renamed my name on the group chat on the Facebook group chat. What was it? It's a diddly dee potatoes. Exactly. <laughs> and the i can Irish say that Thing in the world because
0: I come from an Irish stock.
2: So fuck you all. <laughs> Here's the thing. I knew I had Irish blood in me, but my last name sounds French in itself. So I always thought I was a bit more classy and sophisticated. Nothing wrong with Irish people, but I've been gr- Wine has been growing on me recently and baguettes.
0: Oh, Aaron, love a a baguette. there's nothing worse than a self hating Irishman.
3: Haven't yeah, we well, been through enough? I, 600 years of I oppression just ask, by the English. Is there
1: such a thing as a non self loathing Irishman? Who oh, is happy it, that uh, they do Yeah, burn. it's called an
0: English loathing Irishman. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the Queen. That's what I say.
1: Oh, jeez. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say.
0: That's what a lot of people say, Chris. I mean, um, a they, lot of Asia, the fucking yeah. Ireland, most of the Europe, you know what I mean?
2: Ungrateful. <laughs> Here's the thing with islands. It's terrible weather. Yeah. First of all, it's a beautiful place. I've never been. I've just seen pictures, so I don't actually know for sure, yeah. I'm assuming. But the main thing that gets in my head, it's they're, they're very prone to burning in the sun And while that's not going to change me being French or Irish and how much I burn, it's just I believe that if I know I'm Irish, I'm going to burn more
0: than I already burned, which makes no sense. But Aaron, you know that the French who live near the Alps probably burn easy in the sun as well. Yeah,
2: but what if they're from southern France? (laughs) Yeah, sure. What if I'm from southern
0: France? (laughs) I know. What if you're Monaguesque? What's the Monacan, uh, like from people from Monaco, what's the ethnicity they call Oh. Monegasque or something? Good question. I can't remember. There's an F1 driver who's from Monaco and they say it. And I'm so confused by like, when I first heard it, I'm like. Just wealthy. Just yeah, wealthy. Well, yeah. yeah. Wealthy, don't like paying tax. Exactly. He's <laughs> welcome to Monaco. <laughs> good <laughs> businessman <laughs> and wealthy. That's right, what. Those yeah. properties there are fucked. It's like 40 million. Of southern France? No, in Monaco. Monaco. Monaco is like its own, I don't know if you call little it A little principality enclave. maybe. Yeah, exactly. So, mm. you know, they're a bit. They're essentially just rich French people who fucking wanted to live by the beach. <laughs> sorry <laughs> to the Monacan. I think there is actually a viewer
1: from Monaco, so I'm sorry to- <laughs> We've just...
0: got one viewer from Monaco? Yeah. Is it in the Discord?
1: I don't know. We are not dissing Monaco. Monaco is no. a paradise. It's perfect. It's I will As a country, say, it's perfect. I will love say you.
0: their F1 race has been shite because you can't overtake anyone because it's a fucking street race. But yeah, it looks pretty fucking lovely. I'm not going to lie. The great story of uh, the great Kimi Raikkonen, who's uh, a Finnish, I'm pretty sure he's Finnish, uh, F1 driver, who crashed in Monaco. And he got out of his car, started walking back. Everyone's thinking he's walking back to the pits, you know, to debrief with the the crew and stuff. He ends up hopping a few benches and like, you know, the cameras are kind of following him and the the announcers are talking, they're like, oh, and Kimi Raikkonen, he would be uh, sad with that performance, um, just going back to the the, uh, pits right now. And then you see he's like deviating, like, oh, where's he going? And then you see a yacht and he essentially just hops the turntable, <laughs> gets on the yacht with a bunch of his mates and just sits there drinking champagne while the race is still going. That's what what a awesome. legend. Bro, what? Legend. The biggest badass the fucking sports ever seen. And I think he retired this year, so it was a bit sad, but um, fucking, <laughs> that was months ago, so shout out to you, Kibby.
2: That sounds awesome. Great entertainment.
0: 100%. Yeah. No, it was, it was pretty fucking baller, I'm not going to lie. So- I want to know what do we all think about stocks crashing? I was hurting
1: this week. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not um, phased by it too much. That's be nice. That's the fucking no. Only because like my investment strategy is a 30 year thing, so I'm not worried about ups and downs. Also, Chris involves. Chris gets involved in funds, stuff that we can't access. Uh, being can access the model, the bro, Needs a million dollars.
0: Chris is up. like, oh, Mr. Get JP, are we all right? And he's like, yeah, it's fine. Mr. <laughs> JP, <I."> Mr.
2: Morgan. <laughs> so here's the thing. I was telling Chris just before, not all of my um, investment portfolio is in stocks. It's mixed around a variety of things, cryptocurrency, property.
0: Fun fact, Aaron actually has a net worth of 250000 and that's after the crash.
2: So, <laughs> here's the thing. Thoughts I uh, No. Um, I, I'm going to guess. Uh, I haven't confirmed yet. I'll confirm in a few days on the first. But I think my net wealth this month will have gone down by around $40,000.
1: Real?
2: Uh, yeah, that's that's what Jesus. I'm thinking. Hang in there. It'll go back I up. I know. Just it'll go
1: back up. And but the craziest thing,
0: percentage-wise, it. it only dropped 1%. So, that <laughs> really goes to show. <laughs> no, no, it's no, a bit no. crazy, though, eh? Hey. Like, yeah. out of nowhere. I'm...
2: Kind of happy as well, though. Because since it's dropping this much, it, and our investment horizon is so long, it does give us opportunities to buy in at a low price. Do I have cash right
1: now to buy in? No. That's but the opportunities well. are there. This <laughs> is nice. the ideal time to go on a shopping spree. Exactly. <laughs> it's
0: almost worse for me because I've got to save money because we're moving into the boys' house. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake.
1: We are. We it's are like, like
0: seeing a house. sale and having no money to buy the thing on the sale. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Plus, we need there's a bunch of things we're going to need money for in the boys' house. Chris will know. He's moved uh, countless times, apparently. Yeah, countless. Um, You need furniture. You need housewares. You need a bunch of things, apparently, that I was not prepared for. So, <laughs> yeah. got to start saving, it seems. I'm about and to feel the pain as well. I know I've you start want, from yeah. scratch. You are. Well, I mean, sure, you can keep some stuff around here. Or do you not want to keep any of it?
1: I don't know that... Oh, That lamp there, that, that one I lamp. love that lamp. Yeah, yeah, that's coming with me. That's it's it. great mood lighting. I'm it not is. gonna lie, that yeah, lamp is, is fucking bad. It is banging. a vibe, it is a vibe. And yeah. this sofa thing is
2: gonna go with you, probably. I mean, that's only if you don't want it. This is yeah. your sofa.
1: Oh, yeah, but I'm um, if, if you get an unfurnished place, I'm happy to um, this, this is, donate part, this is to the, the boys, donate to the poor people. This, this is like the, the milk bucket sofa <laughs> now. Chris is gonna <laughs> write it off
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> couch given minus a thousand dollars.
2: Yeah. Chris is a very sophisticated guy. I can't wait to go to his new place. Uh, stop
1: it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's going to be It's nothing gonna be like this place. Open
1: ever. door yeah. policy, in and out. It's uh-huh. going to be
0: interesting seeing what the place looks like without Basil's influence. Yeah.
1: Because I feel like oh,
0: really? Basil brings vibes, he brings energy and stuff, but he also brings mess and <laughs> other things like that. And I'm going to be interested to see, like, I reckon we'll walk into the floorboards. You can, like, check your fucking hair or something in them because they'll be, like, spotless. You know but what was, I
1: mean? I've never lived alone, so we'll see Mm. I feel like- Not you'll for a take, long term.
0: You, I feel like you'll take that almost as like, not a challenge, but like, you'll take it as a point of pride. Like, because there's no one else that you could like blame on, uh, like being messy or something like that. So you're almost oh, like, yeah, I'm going to make this immaculate.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the idea. Let's yeah, see yeah, if it yeah. happens.
0: <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> I would love
0: James to describe
2: the TV in front of us. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so for, for context, we, we're sitting almost in a U. We've got like three couches, Two on either side, me and Chris are facing each other with James next to us. Now, James, what are you facing right now?
0: So I want to take you back to 2005, a time of mystery, where televisions still hadn't got to the flat screen uh, we know today. 2005 is generous, I'm just (laughs) going to say. (laughs) So imagine a boxy TV, probably about 40 inches in size, with Huge bevels, almost half the size of the actual TV themselves. (laughs) Sitting on the floor, (laughs) no cable management done, ever. (laughs) Ever. No no coffee table. And with a speaker that sounds like you're hearing it through someone else's wall. (laughs) That's what
2: we're looking at. I love the description. That was perfect. (laughs) <laughs> that was so good So in
1: summary We have a satire <laughs> as television Yeah
2: I just love that's on the ground It's not sitting on any table Or anything that, That's the best it's part It's a statement It's so unlike you Chris I feel
1: Look, This is a talking point This is a conversation is. starter People come into our apartment Wow Love the view Great apartment What's that? <laughs> yeah <laughs> What the fuck Immediately is that? <laughs> everyone's attention Is drawn to that Yeah, yeah. It's
0: like the technological uh, Version of like A bear statue Or something like, what yeah. happened there? Oh, there's a giraffe in the corner.
1: Oh, yeah, I killed in Africa.
0: Some people are going to hate you. Some people are going to love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to start calling that art. <laughs> Chris, what is your thoughts on modern art? Oh, no. Because Baz loves modern art, and I despise it. And I'm curious to think, to see, like, where do you sit on the debate?
1: As an investor or as an art appreciator? Art which appreciator. I'm not. Art appreciator. As an art appreciator, I don't think I'm sophisticated enough to pr- appreciate modern art.
2: Oh, I like that. He clarified, like, he, he, he put that out there I don't where think he's I'm like, oh, you have to be really, really refined yeah. to like it. You I don't
0: be- like it because I feel like Chris is trying not to burn bridges with his modern art fucking compatriots. You know? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Did
2: you know Chris is on the board of like multiple museums? Yeah, yeah, oh, Thank you for <laughs> shouting that out. <laughs> the New York
0: Museum, Modern <laughs> <laughs> fucking art gallery of modern art, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I just think, oh, the thing that I struggle with is when Baz, like, you know, when Baz gets in an argument, he yes, like, I do. He never can. It's so funny. Me and Chris have conversations, and we have so much shared experience through <laughs> fucking knowing Basil that we're like, Chris, is like, you know when he does that. I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I thought I only know that. But one of the things he does is he digs his heel in, and I'm I definitely do the same thing. So it's not like I can talk. But the funny thing about that one was. He's like, there's no difference in the level of skill from taping a banana to a wall. Then <laughs> yeah. painting I remember...
1: I was on that episode. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I remember then that.
0: Then painting some, like, intricate thing with so much detail that you could never possibly, like, comprehend. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> hmm.
2: Do you want to change your perspective at all around modern Night now?
1: I don't want to change my perspective. I... Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll call myself ignorant. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. Friends on the board.
0: I've got a question. Yeah. Let's say... You, uh, you've got a lovely wife. You have a great life with each other. She gets pregnant okay. and it becomes quickly evident that this child is fucking like enormous. It's going to be like an elite athlete, <laughs> but it's one of those ones where your wife looks like fucking mom because the kid is fucking huge, right? My question is, do you think it's worth having like an elite athlete I wouldn't athlete leave her. Kid? No, 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 not oh, leave. leave, not, leave, not that, leave. That's where it sounded like it was going. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My question is, do you think it'd be worth having like an elite athlete kid, like LeBron James level, where he's guaranteed success in any sport he decides, decides to play? So he could potentially be making, you know, 40 million a year, but your wife is fucking destroyed afterwards. You can get surgery
1: to fix no. that, I've heard.
0: You don't think it's, it's worth it? You'd rather have it. average and-
2: I don't Italian. want
1: an elite athlete as a child.
0: Really?
3: Yeah. Hmm,
2: I've never actually thought about it, so I don't know if I want it or not, but I would love for my kid to do whatever he likes as long as he makes money. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh, you're into art. Okay, let's get you into business school so we can find out the correct way of selling the most art and
2: making exactly. money.
3: Let's yeah. own an art
0: gallery, you know what I mean? Let's try, let's guide you in this direction. Yeah,
2: if he dreams to be a professional player, he can be a professional player as long as it's
0: realistic. But it's one of those things that like you have the potential just like jumpstart in life where... You know what I mean? It's like, it's, characteristics don't necessarily make life sca- like guaranteed for you. Being yep. six foot four and intelligent and good looking, you're, that doesn't mean you won't get depression. That doesn't mean you won't feel unfulfilled exactly. in your life. However, it's kind of like you're starting from 20 meters in front of another kid who's, you know, five, five and not that smart. You know yep. what I'm saying? And I feel like, I don't know, when you look at like being a parent, you want to kind of give your kid the biggest head start he can have so he's just happy in life, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, imagine how gutted you feel if your kid was like super unpopular, getting bullied all the time, wasn't doing well in school, and you were literally like, "Fuck!" I'm up- reaching to give you compliments here. You know <sighs> what I mean? That would be so hard. I imagine your kid getting bullied. Yeah, not doing well at school. I like, get. Yeah, I
2: didn't do well at school. Uh, at school in primary school, in high school, I did well at uni. But yeah, yeah all I wouldn't be too
1: worried about it. You wouldn't. Oh, uh, it's just hard. They're the themselves. Either. Yeah, you got the family money. <laughs> Chris is like, ah, it's fine. I'll give get on more. the right pathway. Your parents know. own the school.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it, w- it would be hard seeing your kid fail and I'm not mentally prepared for that. And that's how I know I'm not ready to be a, f- a father. There There's are also significant failures
1: and insignificant failures. Yeah. Like failing a test in primary school, I don't give a shit. Yeah, not a big deal. Failing your final exam at university is slightly more
2: significant. It is. But I would say, have, you guys have probably noticed this, but there are plenty of people who are geniuses in primary and high school maybe more so primary school, but they, like, fall off and then they start failing, failing courses at university just because they don't have that motivation in themselves. Like, they were duxing schools. I, I know someone first outhand, This is anecdotal. We love our, our <laughs> anecdotes this episode. Yeah. But he was a of primary school. He was the smartest guy I knew. He did really well in high school. He went to a private school. Um, he did really well. And then he just can't finish a university degree. He keeps
0: changing. He just can't commit. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I, I haven't seen a whole lot of that, but I, I do, because I think like a lot of times people get lucky with pure intelligence to get you a certain like degree, but you always, there's always that point in time. Like I grew up luckily, like I have like a pretty good memory for things and I'm like, I, I've never done an IQ test, but I'm sure I'm above, how far above, I have no idea. But I was able to blitz through younger years and early high school with very little preparation. Yeah. But- you get to that point where you're like, I can't do this. Like this isn't enough anymore to not study and expect to do well. And I got exactly. fucking slapped in the face before high school. Like, and I, I really had to turn my shit around. So I was almost that story.
1: Well, I knew I someone well. at primary school. He was brilliant. He was ducked to the school, no effort. And he was top of the class all the time, which then led him into a selective school for high school. Uh, and he wasn't brilliant anymore. He was just average yeah. and he couldn't cope. And he ended up having a complete breakdown. Oh. he's still in therapy oh, about it, really yeah. oh
0: yeah, see
1: yeah, that's not doing part. anything with his life poor poor man.
0: I think it's all about like the culture in it, like because uh, I'm curious what you think about this. would you rather someone who's very successful from what from an outsider's perspective, yep. so they're making mad money, they're you know they're working at a prestigious firm but they don't enjoy their life. It reminds me of investment banking,
2: what you're describing right now. Exactly. Everyone in investment banking, they are at, they're top dogs. You can't really beat it as a career unless you go further and you go private equity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're making big money. You have zero life. So
1: yeah, but most people like sacrifice their life for a few years just to get a good foot in the door or a good amount of, like, a good nest egg and then they move on to something else.
2: Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, in investment banking, in that world, you move on to private equity and your life isn't that much better. You have... Significantly better work-life balance, but you're still working 10 hours a day. Yeah. Oh, it's still okay. not good. Well.
0: And also, like, the pressure of this is so high. Yeah. Because it's, it's from what I understand at least, it's kind of like uh, being a coach in the NBA where it's like your employment is directly dependent on your success. So if you don't do well at a big PE firm, mm. am I right in assuming that like yeah. you're not going to last very long? Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like, even though you might work less hours than a fucking uh, investment banker who's fucking you know, grinding 16-hour <laughs> days, it's like the pressure just, is so immense. There's no stability yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no stability. And so my, my question is, is it better to have a kid who does that, who like, you know, when you're telling your fucking friends or parents or something like that, it's like, oh no, he's having success, but you have a feeling that they're not enjoying their life. Or is it better to have someone who's a fucking painter making 40K a year, but they love every second of their life? Are you saying from no. a parent's perspective? Yes. So here's the thing.
2: I relate a little bit because I always felt so bad. So in primary school, especially in high school as well, I didn't perform well and I always hated it because all my friends were super smart. So my, friend, my parents talked to other people's parents and like they had to be like, oh, yeah, he's doing okay. And I hated that. So it's like from a parent's perspective, I want to be like proud of the kid.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. completely understand. But at the same time, there is part of you where it's like, I want to know that when I die, you're going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's not going to be like, you're fucked. No, now.
2: but that's what I mean. I want them to be doing something that's like, it's good. Like, you don't have to be making a lot of money, I suppose, as if you're doing something that you're truly passionate about. Like, sustainability, for example. There's a lot of money in it now. There probably wasn't 15 years ago. But if you're doing that and you really yeah. care about that, I'd be proud of a kid doing that. I wouldn't. You win. (laughs) (laughs) Chris comes from the old school. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that kid. Suck it up. Oil
0: miners. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that's so good. I do get it from one perspective though, because imagine if you have a kid who's super happy, but is asking for handouts all the time, Mm. and you're actually like, "Well, you're just not sufficient. Like, you can't. You're not self-sufficient. I should say. Like, you can't handle me not being here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'd be be bloody
1: thrilled if I gave up work and just stayed here and lived off my parents and just. Spent my day drinking, eating shit, whatever. I don't believe that. I feel you- It sounds so
3: luxurious It sounds
2: luxurious in theory, but you would get bored. You're an ambitious man, and I feel like you want to do something with your life, which you are doing things with your life. You work for a great company. Thank you. You're doing very well for yourself.
0: As someone uh, who's like an outsider to your guys' world, because I'm starting work next week, actually. (laughs) Congrats to James. Fucking years Oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> <Sarah>. <laughs> wrong one. But uh, as someone who's had like an abundance of time, yeah, it's, it's the whole grass is greener in every situation. Yeah. Like when you're working a lot, you're like, I'd love to have free time. But if you just had free time, you sit there and after the first three days, you're like, what do I do with myself? Mm. Like, how do I go to sleep feeling like I haven't been a fucking useless piece of shit all day? You know what I'm saying? And so it's one of those things that like, there is- even though like working, you know, can be a grind, can be very stressful and stuff, but there is like, if you can get to the work-life balance where at a certain time you can clock off and just enjoy yourself and you know, like, I've done good today. You know what I mean? I feel like it's good for the soul as opposed to like when you're bumming around not doing anything. A lot of times days blend in together and you're like, shit, it's been a week and I haven't done anything valuable.
2: I think working full-time is going to change your life and this is going to relate to a lot of people listening, whether in their high school or university. But the thing is, when you're in high school or university... You never really clock off. At the back of your mind, you've always got something to study for. You've always got an exam. When you finish work, you could, at least in the early stages of your career, you actually finish work. You don't have to think about it 24-7.
1: Uh, it depends what industry you're in, though.
2: That's true. But we're in very similar industries. So I feel like... I feel
1: like professional services yeah. you are always thinking about your yeah, clients. There's always, and work yeah. and there's always projects running that you can't switch off.
2: I just feel, at least for me personally anecdotal I feel like it's uh, <laughs> it's it's just to a lesser extent than it was in uni because in uni I went super try hard I was, uh, James will vouch for me I didn't I didn't see this man for six months at one yeah. point I did not leave the house I studied 24 7 he told us his monthly very spending admirable. money one month was yeah. 70 dollars yeah. <laughs> $70 for a month. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> it wouldn't even
0: cover a gym membership. Like. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I was dating someone at the time as well. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. It was very interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But compared to uni, I would say the grass is greener when you start working full time. Yeah. It's, it's tougher, it's exhausting, you have a lot of responsibility, but ultimately your life is so much better off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
0: And like everything, like studying extra can directly re- like result in you doing better. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Uni, I guess it does as well. But like uni is also very competitive when you're like in when you're trying to go for a fucking high ranking grad role that like just having a good fucking grade often isn't enough. Like exactly. You so meet true. all the introverts who just can't do interviews. But like once you're in a company and you've kind of established yourself, if you can become that guy, then suddenly you've got like I was working at Siemens uh, once and this there was this dude who was 30, but he had more respect than some of the fucking like proper heads of... Uh, like executives? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was... I can't remember. But, like, yeah, exactly. And it was one of those things where it's, like, he'd just, from the jump, in a fucking gun and, like, stayed the hours he needed to. And it got to the point where he was kind of, like, not Harvey Specter in terms that he's fucking all the baddest mm-hmm. bitches. I think he yeah. like a family man and stuff. But, like, he, you know, he'd rock up at fucking 11. But he'd stay till 8 and no one gave a shit. Because, yeah, like, everyone yeah. knew when he's on the task, it gets done. And, like, that, you know, he had that, like, reputation. He's reliable. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those things where it's like you start realizing like once you're in a workforce, at least within that company, maybe it's different when you try to jump to different, different fish tanks, yeah. but in that company, every time you stay back late and work on a project, there's a chance that people are going to recognize that. Perception is everything. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It really is. It's, it's so not important. how big you are. It's how big you look to someone else. Yeah. I mean? like,
1: Would you agree, Aaron? Yes, 100%.
0: 100%.
2: Like that, that
1: almost, like, of course, performance, but perception might, might make or break a promotion.
2: Yes. So I've got this uh, friend at work. She was an absolute gun for the first, I'd say, year that she worked at my company. And ever since, she's kind of just been chill. She hasn't been working too hard, but people still think she's such a high performer, performing higher than all the senior consultants, purely because of her first year at my company. So I think, like, really establishing yourself in the, like, first impression thing is so important. 100%. So, yeah, I completely agree. You can turn
1: it around, though. You can. Yeah, you yeah, can. That's it's why hard, I've been It's myself. much harder. <laughs> if you can do it from the first time, that's preferable, but you can turn it around.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's agree. Kind of going off what we were talking before, Yeah, I'm curious to think, if you guys could choose three attributes, whether it be you know, mental or physical or whatever, to add to yourself, that would specifically increase success and happiness in life, what do you think that would be? Now, what I, what I mean by oh. that is, if you say photographic memory... That might help your success, but that probably is going to deplete your happiness because every bad thing that's ever happened to you will remain in your head permanently. And one small trigger could fucking set back at a huge array of emotions that you otherwise may have been able to get over because they weren't fresh memories, you know? So, and maybe we just do one because it might fucking take too long to think three. But like, what do you guys think in terms of that?
2: You know what I think is the key to happiness?
0: What's that? Removing comparisons. 12 inches. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Removing uh, the desire to compare yourself to others.
1: Ooh, good one.
2: Because that's something I'm very happy with where I am career-wise and where I work and what I do for a living and how much money I make for the moment. But sometimes I see on LinkedIn, like other people who are at the same age, they're investment bankers, for example. And then I just, I have to remind myself, oh, they've got no life. It's just, I don't want to compare myself to others and where they are at this
0: point. It's the great struggle that all say the word great men sounds like misogynistic, but you guys fucking get what I'm saying. Go yeah. through it. Like there was a famous time where Caesar was, uh, I think it was in Rhodes, which is like where rhetoric was invented, which is like the art of arguments and stuff. And he was looking at a, st- a statue of Alexander the Great. And he was like, you know, I can't remember the age, but it's like at 18, he'd, you know, he'd conquered the world. Yeah. And at 18, I'm nothing. Yeah. And it was one of those things where it's like when you compare yourself to, you know, your to... Greater to the past, or even just people around you, it's often like, because first of all, if you're better than them, then you're getting satisfaction through putting someone else down in your mind. Mm. And if you're worse than them, you're getting dissatisfaction by putting yourself, your own yeah. like self-image. So I definitely agree. Like the ability yeah. to just see who you are without like having to compare it to others. I'm terrible with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah but there is a trait, too.
2: like a comparison they say is the thief of joy, whatever. But it also can sometimes motivate you. Which is the tricky part. That's what I was about to say.
0: Can you be ambitious without having the comparison there? Yeah, exactly. It's hard. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, if Caesar didn't have this fucking desire to go down in history, then like, and you can't really have that desire without having some level of, I don't know if you call it jealousy or like envy. Like an ego driven motivation. Exactly. You have to have some level of ego to be successful. But at the same time, like, you're right. Fucking, what's the comparison quote you just said?
2: Yeah, to it's oh, uh, Bar- the best joy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like it, it, it works very well in that yeah. sense. So okay, what, like, what's the alternative? You have like a good mixture of both or yeah, you have the yeah. ability to shut it off in key situations, but you're still ambitious. Like,
2: I think it's just finding that balance and the, comparing within like your own world.
0: Here's a question. Yeah. Is ambition good? Oh, <laughs> I was
2: actually going to ask a question similar to this as well. Um, I personally love it. And I'm extremely attracted to it, which is not common, I feel, among guys. Um, You're not attracted
1: to it in women, do you? Yeah,
2: know? in women. I love oh. ambitious women. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I think ambition is... It definitely has its trade-offs because it could be the thing that makes you work 12-hour days and then forget to have a life. So, yeah. it, it can be bad. Anything that's an extreme is bad. But I'd love to hear your perspectives.
0: I... I think I don't love ambition when it's centered around materialism. So, like, ambition because I want a Ferrari or I want a yacht or I want this, because there's just been too many accounts of people feeling depressed with all that shit. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't, like, you you, you often hear artists or, like, fucking celebrities talk about, maybe not celebrities, like movie stars, but, like, let's say, like, singers, uh, athletes, stuff like that. They talk about, like, some of the funnest times was on the come up. Yeah. So it wasn't when you're at the top because it's lonely at the top, yeah. like they say. But it was when you're rising and when you're actually surprised. Businessmen say place.
1: the same thing. They're like, yeah. is it about the win or the chase? And they're like, the chase is oh. addictive. It's not about when you sign the bit of paper, it's the chasing that goes into that. Exactly.
0: App. Yeah, we all love the chase. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I think what I like is, and it might be a bit of a copy corny, uh, corny answer, but like uh, passion more than ambition. So, like, like, being and it can there's an overlapping area you know you might have you might be so passionate about a certain subject that you're trying to be the best but it's not necessarily you're using this one avenue to fulfill a different part of your life because you think that that's what's going to make you happy you know what i'm saying like it's more you're going after the thing you actually love it so doing the work is the thing you love it's Mm. not that you're doing the work to do something else you know what i mean like I love that. That's such a great mindset.
1: That's all very lovely.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, what's your your opinion? Without,
1: like, burning unbridled ambition, civilization would never progress. Very true. And there are definitely people that have that ambition and they, I would say, not ruin their life, but they spend all of their life uh, innovating and disrupting and building this industry and probably not enjoying their life very much and not enjoying their own wealth. But, I mean... The whole the world, the civilization, the industry, the world is a better place for it. So, if we have to sacrifice a few people along the way, collateral damage. But <laughs> <laughs> I it's would like, it's like the um, the Aztecs used to sacrifice virgins to the gods, was it or something? Somehow, yeah. This is this the modern equivalent, like sacrifice a few people so that civilization yeah. can go up a notch.
0: Then the the conquistadors sacrifice the Aztecs. to Jesus, you know what I mean? It's, it's all part of the I fucking know, look at them now. <laughs> the of, life. The of the circle of fucking yeah. I, I would argue that those people aren't driven by material ambition, though. They're driven by my they name. They want to change the world. Yeah, my name will be remembered. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. and I think, like, Ego. people who are driven by ambition, like, we, have you watched Suits, Chris? Yes. So you're familiar with the Harvey Specter character? Yes. Like that archetype? Yeah. Reality is, I don't think he would be a character that would ever be remembered past, like, aside from with inside the company.
2: Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, like, unless, uh, I, I, I'm going to disagree purely because, maybe not for like thousands of years, but for maybe a few hundred, because his name would be at the top of one of the biggest law firms. The law firms last. They tend to last. Actually, I'm not sure about names on law firms, but I know if, if your name's on the top of a big firm, it usually doesn't go away.
0: Aaron, what was the personal life of Price, Waterhouse and Coopers? <laughs>
2: PwC. Okay, so you don't know the people, but you know the last name. There's a last name. Yeah. What that it's all mean? about the PR. And it becomes, yeah. <laughs> but
0: think about it, it became a fucking... It, not an acronym, but what the other version of an acronym? I'm pretty sure acronym is the one that's meant to be a word like radar, where it like stands for different things. Anyway, yeah, like you know that you know the phrase. Yeah. Okay, the no, people. I
2: understand what you're saying now. Okay,
0: so you might know that there was a guy named Spectre, but I, I think like when pe- the reason why people, you know, politicians tend to be remembered because usually they're the ones who have the most power to implement change and stuff. Maybe medical people, even medical people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Fred Hollows, I think he was the guy guy who helped Aborigines with uh, cataracts and stuff like that. He was like the eye doctor. But like, unless you've seen those fucking commercials for The Flying Doctor, you're probably not, his name is going to eventually get wiped out. So you've got these people like fucking Caesar who, like, I'm going to conquer a people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And even he might not have been remembered if Shakespeare didn't decide this is a pretty banging story. I'm going to jazz it up a bit and make a fucking play about it.
1: So these people are considered thought leaders. Yeah. And the way that they become thought leaders is because they have a good PR representation. Hey, oh, it is, hey. PR. That is It's all about the publicity. See, if
0: Caesar's a perfect example of PR because on his death, in his will, he said give every Roman citizen like 50 pieces of gold or some shit. So when all the senators killed uh, uh, killed him in the fucking like room, in yeah. the Senate, that is his memorial, the senators are fucking arrogant people. So they're standing at the fucking thing. And one of the guys, Mark Antony, is like, they're the people who killed you. And the, the people are all chuffed at see. They're like, yo, I got 50 fucking bucks because of this cunt. Exactly. And then all of a sudden they're like, he killed the guy that's fucking so lit that he like saved, the, you know, he gave us all his money. Then they fucking chased the cunts out of Rome. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's like, so good. It's a perfect trap door just in case you'd fucking try and neck me, you know <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Yeah. It, it is interesting how much in life comes down to PR. Like how the way we remember, be, fucking, uh, King Leopold II. He's a guy who fucking raped and pillaged uh, the Congo. Killed like 8 to 10 million people. But if you were talking about the what most a character. Evil, <laughs> well, in Belgium, up until like relatively recently, because he was a Belgian king or something, he was remembered as like, uh, not a martyr, but like a missionary. He was spreading Christianity through. Yeah. They weren't talking about how they'd say to the man, if you don't bring back 15 kilos of fucking rubber, I'll cut off your wife's hand. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't true. mentioned. But like, it's crazy to think that People, don't, when they talk about the most evil men in history, they talk like Ted Bundy and like fucking Hitler. But his name, even though it's comparable numbers to fucking Auschwitz and like all the uh, concentration camps, his name doesn't come up in the same way. PR, man. And it's just because he got ahead of it with the PR and suddenly recently we're like, hey, yo, this guy's a cunt, bro. <laughs> dumb, yeah. You know what I mean? So
2: <laughs> I do want to return real quick on one thing because someone asked me to ask this question. All right. What are your thoughts on girls with ambition? Are you attracted to it? Because personally I am. We talked about ambition, but I don't know if you guys are actually again.
0: To it. it my big thing is passion. So it could be you want to be the best painter in the world. It doesn't necessarily come down to like, uh, like success but based on what like society might deem as right. So if you're mad passionate about something, I can fucking rock with it. Hell yeah! But it's more like if you're like, I'm gonna work fucking seventy hours because I want a Louis Vuitton back, I'm like that's not attractive to me. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Like again, materialism, like, even though everyone is a victim to materialism in some perspective, like I just don't respect it as a pursuit. Like someone saying I'm gonna get a Ferrari and then be happy, it's just retarded. Like it's not how it works, you know?
2: I respect that perspective. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Chris?
1: I respect the the go getter attitude. Like if you really even if it's materialistic and it's very shallow, if you really want something and you actually have a plan that you can implement to get that thing, I respect the tenacity to actually yes. follow through with that. I love the drive. Yeah, exactly. That's what I like.
0: I also should say, I think the way that the nuclear family was originally proposed is like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, Yeah. meaning like the idea of the man goes out and works and his wife stays at home. Like there's a reason why in the 70s women were popping Valiums like they were mm. fucking candy. Like most people, and not all people, some people are satisfied, but most people are not satisfied with a life of just looking after children and doing housework. Agreed. And then you have the whole issue where sometimes the wife is like, well, like, I'm not going to just cook dinner and baby for you. And then you have the whole argument like, well, if you don't do that, what are you actually doing? And it's, I think it's good when both people are going out and getting things. I
1: think it's about control as well. like In, in the man's perspective? No, from the woman's perspective, like, traditionally... The woman didn't really have a say in the lifestyle. The lifestyle was completely dependent on how successful the man was. And so if the woman really had ambitions or desires to have better things, to have a better life, she didn't have the ability to go and work for it or go and get it. It was all about whether her husband was performing high enough to to sort of achieve that. So that lack of control would be very frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100%. I completely agree. And it just causes issues. But if you're both going out and getting it, the only issue is raising children, I guess. Yeah. And, like, my issue is I'm so fine with just using fucking chalk. <laughs> so like, am I. So that money. issue, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, right, too, just let them go play. They'll make a bunch of friends. They'll be more social. That'll be know? right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. He's not. He's yeah, not in his against opinion,
2: them. but we all know he's very anti. <sighs> the, I'm not going to say the woman would just, like, while well, the kid's being raised. Like he yeah. Wa- he wants uh, a mother figure.
0: I don't necessarily know that it adds heaps to their life. Yeah. And I don't think that it adds a lot to like, obviously the first six months, like it makes sense. You know what I mean, when they're babies, maybe even the first year, I don't know. Yeah. But like, if you're trying to have a few kids, the idea that that won't drastically impact the woman's career is outrageous. Like, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, we live in this world where we're meant to pretend like, no, when you take maternity leave, you come back and you're at the position you were, but nine months with, you know, like, it's not the way, when you have nine months less experience, that becomes significant. It does. When you do that three times that become like you have, you know, a year and a half, like without the same experience as someone else. So like the idea that it's just maybe even more if you take more leave or you go part time at a certain point, like you're just not going to be at the same playing field as you were. And then suddenly there might be resentment within the woman because they're like, well, I took like, you know, the man's doing so much better than me now yeah. because he's had all this time to like, you know, gain favor, get promotions, all this stuff. I don't know.
1: This I, is very real for me. This is a conversation that I'm having in my real personal life right now. Oh, real? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is landing pretty real. Wait, what's, what's your perspective on it? I'm just an ongoing conversation, a negotiation, let's say, between <laughs> my significant other and I. Negotiation, I yeah. like that. Not argument. But are negotiation. you more of a side of like... I'm more off? with Basil. I, I think it's very important for a woman to have a bit of time off after she has a baby to kind of bond with that child and set up the child for... Because I think it's called the... Fourth trimester is like the a few months after the child's born. I think like their brain is still developing. Sure. And so, the experience that they, the experiences that they have in the first few months, shape their personality for the rest of their life.
2: So
3: right. For,
2: for context, how long do you reckon is the a great a good amount of time for the woman to stay home? Like, because you want them to stay home, the child to develop with the mother. Like, how, how long would From you? From a man's
1: perspective, up until they start school. Well,
0: we ran into some issues. Last 10 minutes of the podcast decided just not to fucking record. So uh, it's Jamo here signing you all off. Uh, thanks for listening to the pod. If you want to hear our thoughts on the topic and have it continued on next week, we can do that. Maybe we can get Chris on again just to, to kind of finish off his perspective on all that. But um, yeah, thanks for fucking listening. Uh, check out the Instagram and TikTok, obviously. Uh, hit us up with a five-star review on uh, Apple and Google Podcasts. I think we're going to read them out next week. And yeah, cheers for fucking, cheers for sending it. Um, the secret word for this week to test whether the other boys listen is Aaron likes ladyboys more than Basil. So make sure to post that boy on the YouTube just to get them all a bit confused. You know, put them on their toes, make sure they're listening the full episode. Anyway, have a good one, lads, and we'll see you next week.